welcome to I Love That, a Bachelor, bachelor podcast. podcast, because the unexamined life is not worth living. We should open it like that I'm every Zach. time. I'm Wade. Yeah, okay. That felt good. good. I feel good. Strong. I feel good. I feel, yeah. I feel ox-like, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, big, strong legs. Mm-hmm. Meaty arms. Blue collar. Blue yes, collar. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Like on, yes. on a yoke. Pulling. What's Paul Bunyan's ox? Blue. Was it really just blue? It should have been. It it was blue. Maybe it was, <laughs> it babe, was in fact babe blue. the blue ox. I don't know. Who was? Isn't there a state? It's probably like uh, Wisconsin or something that has uh-huh. a big giant Paul Bunyan. Yeah, I was trying to think what his state is. I know, like, yeah. Texas has, like, big Tex at the state fair where it's just a giant Vegas-style statue of really? a cowboy. Big that, Tex? Yeah, something that's like cool. that. I think that's his name. <laughs> it, you know, uh... It should be. You know, we have... Maybe we have it or Nevada has it, but I know on the way to Vegas um, is the world's uh, largest thermometer. Um, when I'm retired, that's something... Is that big Tex? Yeah, just pull up a picture. My it's God. terrifying. You, sh- you need that shirt. He looks like a uh, like a ventriloquist puppet. Like the head has the angular. Yeah. Boy, that is a terrifying barrel-chested man. You know, on the topic of uh, ventriloquy, I cannot stand Jeff Dunham. I think that guy sucks. Oh, I think his ha- comedy is trash. Yeah, he's a hack. He yeah, he's a hack, and he's uh-huh. not funny. And he's and, the pit bull of ventriloquism. Dale. Um. <laughs> Uh, it took a while for me to come around to Dimitri Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm not one for uh, like prop comedy. Sure, you know, give me the fucking jokes, please, and then beep the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But I have heard some Dimitri Martin that I actually enjoy. Yeah, I think I like some of his stuff. Um, cool. Well. All right. Now that we got the fun part of the day yeah, uh, really. behind the, us, we can get into this slog. Right. Uh, the episode that I described as cats in a blender. Nice. Because I, <laughs> I don't know legally if I'm allowed to, but just here's, here's a little sound clip that I picked up from the episode very early on after the women were introduced. Play. Uh oh. Oh, I had it at the end. Technical difficulties. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so it pretty much went on like that. <laughs> yeah, so. So. The women tell all portion of it. I think it's a. Uh, a. a I think it's accurate to say that the producers know that the girls they casted are garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that they're on the show because they know that being mean and dramatic and catty will get them screen time, and that translates to influencer yeah. fame. And, and and I think everything is indicative of this idea of God. We we've we've lost our way, maybe. Hopefully, with um, all these influencer girls not here for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why I say everything they're doing is indicative of that is because this women tell all, the women tell all portion of it was uh, stunted. Mm. It was short. 
Um, Because we had episode beforehand, and we had the thing at the end, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they announced Claire as the Bachelorette, who is from one Pablo season. And uh, for those of you that want to watch it, uh, you can order the season on Amazon. And you can also send us an email at uh, ilovethatbachelor at gmail.com, and I can tell you where to get it. Does Hulu not backlog the uh, Bachelor seasons? Not that far. Okay, just the recent ones. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so, uh, uh, but I started watching it, and it, it's pretty wholesome, the first episode. The first episode is like a, uh, what it's like to try out to get on The Bachelor, you oh, know? Oh, fun. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's reminiscent of, like, older reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I also couldn't buy it in HD, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Is it like, uh, do they, does the camera work feel old, like 2000s? Is like, well, you know what's interesting? It's not that old, right? No, no, no. It's uh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. So it's like not that long ago, and it still feels super dated. Wow. Um, but it, it, it was wholesome and reminiscent of older reality TV, and mm. I haven't even seen the girls get out of the limo yet, and I was like, this is great. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. Um, so I'll actually, I'll hook you up with it if you want to watch it, because I'm totally going to watch it to get a background on Claire. Yeah, if there's some highlight stuff, I yeah. definitely need, I only know her from the Winter Games. Yeah. And my impression there was very, I don't know, I got like Annalise, uh, yeah. Chris, not Christine, like Annalise Kelsey vibe. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't I'm, know. I'm yeah. worried about her. Like she seems, you know, mature enough. Like mm-hmm. she really does want a husband, but she seems maybe a little fragile. After what Juan Pablo put her through and mm-hmm. on Winter Games, like, you know, she wasn't, like, the most confident. Yeah. And uh, based on what this show has become, like, I'm worried for her. Well, and so I think, hopefully, it's a return to form this yeah. next season. God willing. That's what we're all hoping for. Um, you know, and so, yeah, all these women suck. And so before we get to that women tell all, that's not all women suck. All the women on this show weren't there for the love. That's what I'm saying. Or they were just edited horribly. Yes. And yeah, you're, you're right. They definitely weren't there for the right reasons. But if, yeah. if ABC wants to make them all look crazy, which <clears throat> they damn well did with almost all of them. All, almost all of them. I, I, I don't know what they expect from the viewers. <laughs> I will say the only one who I think is there, the only two that I think are there for the right reasons, are Maddie and Hannah Ann. Mm-hmm. Hannah Ann, and the reason why I say that is we're just going to, I'm just going to jump into it and say that uh, they get the final rose ceremony. Hannah Ann, and Vic, well, the, uh, after the Fantasy Suites rose ceremony, mm-hmm. Hannah Ann and, and uh, Victoria F. are waiting there for yeah. uh, presumably Maddie to show up. And then they let Peter show up and see that Maddie is not there. Yes. And then they let Maddie show up. Yeah. And so these girls are watching Peter come, look for Maddie, and then, I don't know, hide behind a tree and cry some more. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> Maddie ends up showing up. And the reason here that I say that Hannah Ann's there for the right reasons is Peter gives Hannah Ann a rose mm-hmm. and says, like, you know, something sweet. And then long pause and gives Maddie a rose and everything he said to Maddie was so much more heartfelt, and it it must have hurt for Hannah Ann to watch, and you could see in her eyes yeah. everything behind the tears that she was having, like, oh my god, he doesn't love me like he loves Maddie. Yeah. 
Poor girl. And and I was like, oh no, this poor girl's never been in love before, and it happened on TV, and the guy's not even into her. This is mm. going to be rough. Yeah, and he's having to watch, she's having to watch Peter struggle so much over this other, it's just all right in front of her, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and it sucks they gave her that, like, champagne gate edit at the beginning. And even mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like, she seems, you know, like, like, what are those girls? It's like, you know, manipulative or whatever. Cause like, that's what they made you think about her at first. Yeah. Like, oh, she just doesn't give a shit. And she's here for like fame or yeah. whatever. But not at all. I think but, she was totally genuine then. Yeah. And she's been so like patient and consistent and yeah. otherwise not <clears throat> dramatic at all. Which like, is why I think on the coming up on at the end of this episode, you can see I th- she goes to Peter and says, you know, I keep giving and giving and doing all of this yeah. and I'm not getting anything in return. And I think all of that is a result of that moment that uh, Peter had with Maddie giving mm-hmm. that rose where it probably sealed the deal on her fears that he's not as into Hannah Ann as she's into Peter. Yeah. And uh, it's sad. Yeah. Um, but she's also too young to be the bachelorette. So. Uh, Paradise. We'll see her in paradise with all the 40-year-olds that they cast for Claire. Oh, cast God. for Claire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so painful, uh, whatever, rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Then on to the, And that, that was like the crazy thing is when we introduced the girls and they're all just that, that little yelling thing that went on for five minutes or whatever. I was like, oh, right. Like, they didn't give me a chance to like any of these women yep. all season. And yep. I'm so glad that none of them are the bachelorette. Because that was just really painful to even try and sit through. Dude, and that's why they think they did that edit. Because they're like, yep, yeah, see, this is why we chose Claire. Mm. You know? But, the, I mean, from ep one in Peter's season, they've been editing them all to look like clowns. Yes, so yeah. This is just, I think, the uh, ABC and the editors like going mad with power. They're like, ooh, the sloppier and grosser we can make this thing, the mm-hmm. higher the ratings. But, like... I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm not here for a love story. Like the the whole like train wreck thing is getting old. If yeah, it's like you can't watch a movie or a show where you don't like any of the characters. And I think that's something <laughs> I was I was telling you um, on Tuesday uh, was I I um yeah I like this show for all of the drama and all the nonsense you know and the train wrecks, but also I kind of want there to be a love story. Yeah, I kind of want to watch something where, you know, there's there, there's an off chance that there's some sort of relationship, something genuine, something that I can get behind and root for, mm-hmm. you know, because the show was both was equal parts that before Pe- navigating love with multiple people mm-hmm. and fucking awful people. And I liked both. And now it's just awful people, and I know Peter doesn't love any of these people, but he's definitely convinced himself. I had this thought. I, he's he's Stockholmed himself. Okay, yeah, right. I think he's. Um, I think he normal Peter would know that uh, someone like Hannah B. That's for me. You know that that's it, this is good. It's natural, but I think he's Stockholmed himself to the. Um, to the process here. And I think he's convinced himself that he loves Maddie, even though they're incompatible mm-hmm. and maybe they're giving him some sort of fucking Romeo and Juliet story off camera. <clears throat> you know, she's just a Capulet, Peter, you know, you remember Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah. When you were love, in high school the love story. I love love. I love love, you know, yeah. and even if like your families don't work out, you know, even if you're 
you know, diametrically opposed, just because she's a Capulet and you're a Montague, it should be okay, right? Mm. And hearing <laughs> you go into the, the handler-producer manipulation of the individual <clears throat> contestants... Mm-hmm sort of is is something that I really picked up on in the women tell all right. So like ABC definitely wants us to see this a certain way. Yeah. Like they have their opinions as to what we're supposed to be rooting for or who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. So Mm -hmm. my main takeaway is uh, Tammy bad, Tammy bad. Okay. Tammy bully, Tammy, big bully. But if I was, I mean, don't, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know the politics of what these women had to deal with living together, but I found that my facial expression was very similar to Tammy's throughout yeah. this entire women's tell-all. So, like, is she the bully or is she reacting appropriately to a bunch of fame-hungry children? Yeah, it's got to be tough. I, I kind of she. I mean, she's primed for paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I the, bet the she's. No ta- I don't take any shit. Like, I well, call I think it she's like just I regular. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about it. And if I was in this group and it was this awful, I probably would find myself being that person making faces. I can't hide my emotions very well. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at it. And I would probably come off as an asshole. So Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard too because these people are also like masters of deflection mm-hmm. and gaslighting. And it's not I'm not saying that like oh all these contestants are evil geniuses. I'm just saying that like generationally, yeah. there's this thing that I keep seeing where I'm like oh my god, like you really you can't explain things or have a conversation because perfect example like Kelsey. When it's like, you called my, you called me an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And then she picks up the flag of people with substance abuse and is like, what you say to me is disrespectful to everyone with a problem. And it's like, okay, I don't, I didn't pick up on that from Kelsey. Like, yeah, she got a little drunk, but there's people who like live on the streets with actual substance abuse problems yeah. for Kelsey to hide behind them yeah, instead of letting someone call her out on, you know, being dramatic and acting a little crazy. Like at first she's like, no, I own it. I was crazy. But then she's like, no, I'm the standard bearer for people with mental illness and abuse problems. It's like, you're just trying to shut down criticism. Like it's okay to say, like, you know, you're right. I was wrong. Like I was a little crazy. That's my bad. You don't need to engender yourself to the audience, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe watching it back. She was like, fuck, I need to engender myself to the audience. Um, you know, but, but uh, just like throwing every tactic at it as possible. Yeah. And that's not the only person who picked up a flag to bear. Right. didn't you have other people? Uh, McKenna just like, I mean, my God, I I actually, I think she has a Etsy or, you know, one of them internet things that's just littered with, you know, woodcut platitudes from like a white chick's house where, you know, it's like. Or when God closes a door, he opens a window or just whatever. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me at all that that suddenly became her shtick of like lukewarm, mediocre empowerment platitudes. But, but yeah, when she just kept doing like, oh, how dare you? I'm a strong woman. I found my voice. And it's like, I don't know, McKenna. Like, did you? You're really, you're just really fucking annoying. And I know that this is me being a bully or whatever, yeah. but come on, people. Like, you're telling me that her overt facial I expressions, can't for her. her constant crying and whining yeah. and self-centeredness wasn't a little off-putting? Like, sucks that she got that edit, but also, like, I don't know, she just whines the whole fucking time and then yeah. pretends to be strong when, like, clearly you ain't. You can't even, like, you can't talk to Tammy for, like, five seconds without just, like, 
feeling hurt. Retreating into a ball and saying, like, you're attacking me. How dare you? I'm a victim. It's like, okay, like, McKenna. Yeah. Seems like you're pretty privileged. Like, what? what's your job? Like, influencer or... I don't know. the A or... You know, like, don't act like you're... Someone who actually got bullied, you know? Like, you're yeah. a gorgeous blonde Canadian. Yeah. And I think uh, the thing about... Uh, my thought about my Kenna is that um, she's probably young enough to have grown up in this world of social media. Mm-hmm. And she probably finds value in empty, vapid platitudes like that mm-hmm. she finds some sort of safety net or self-worth from them mm-hmm. and and i think this is a uh this is a problem that's prevalent in shitty social media artists and writers and poets specifically rupri cower who mm-hmm. um i believe is canadian as well mm-hmm. i think so and you know, Canadians can be nice and all that, but being a poet isn't putting together edgy, thought-provoking, you know, presumably thought-provoking, like, six words, mm-hmm. you know, just to build yourself up. Poetry is about subtlety and, you know, reading into things, you know, and trying to evoke an emotion through wordplay and imagery, mm-hmm. not telling me straight up that... You know, sometimes relationships work and sometimes they don't. And that's just like the ocean. Yes. Okay. You know? That was a beautiful example. It just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's just, you're yeah. not challenging anyone. You're not forcing your, your reader or viewer to. Exactly. If you think. want, yeah. If you want to give me a good poem, some describe maybe the tide. Right. And like the waning of a moon and the moon cycle on how tides and moons always, you know, there's always a new moon and then there's, you know, no moon. And that's tied to the tide coming in and out, and it's like a roller coaster of emotion, you know. So, like, you can you can find better imagery. You shouldn't have to tell me. And my kind of, I think, has grown up in a well. If I just say and put it on my shield of this is, you know, mm. how I support myself, then it's gonna work, you know. And it's like, well, that doesn't work for everyone. In fact, yeah. it doesn't work for anybody. It may bring you some comfort in home, at mm. home, in your bed. Where statistically, um, most kids spend their weekends not even out with friends anymore, but sitting on their beds talking to people on their phone. Mm -hmm. And so my big roundabout theory here is, is that she's one of those kids who grew up sitting in her room on the weekends and finding comfort in the telephone. All right. The the digital, the smartphone, Mm -hmm. not like a regular telephone. And I'm sure that like those those platitudes are very encouraging to some people, you know. Yeah. Like if you're having a bad day or you lost a loved one and you like look at a picture of a sunset and see the text of, you know, like Sure. But it doesn't make you strong and it doesn't prepare you for the world in defending against someone who's real. Yeah. And who who wants to show you that you're wrong. You know, it's like it, it, you're not building any defense for that. There's a discussion that could be had, too. It's like, why do you think I'm fake? Like, explain to me what yes. you think is wrong with yeah. me so that I can counter that observation mm-hmm. of yours. But it just instantly <clears throat> devolves into how dare you? Yeah. And let me look at my list of inspirational quotes. And like, that's, and that, that's and not discourse. And that's because <laughs> uh, I think people who are, who are younger don't understand discourse or conversation. Mm. I think it's because they're just on their phones. 
they're not going into conversations with people. Yeah, because I you guess know what you, I mean? you can just like if close the chat or yeah. block someone. If your window the to the world is that, you, yeah, and, and so if there's a person in front of you, you got to finish the conversation. Yeah, it's just being socially inept. I think. Yeah. Not that I think she's a bad person. I feel bad for her. I do, mm. um, and I feel bad for Tammy too. You know, I, I I feel it both ways. But there's, I think there's something generationally wrong here. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, I didn't mean for this to turn into a, uh, stump speech about that, but no, sure. <laughs> but it speaks to the like level of maturity of the contestants. Cause like, this is yes. all gonna, yes. gonna coalesce around the, uh, the message at the end of the episode that like, yeah, these, these people just aren't, uh, aren't good at being accountable for their actions mm-hmm. and they're very quick to just like set the world on fire around them to avoid criticism which is why you get this drama and these fights and why pretty much every girl this season, mostly models and influencers were like real quick to turn on each other Mm -hmm. and to gang up on each other. And like, like show me the camaraderie, like where's the solidarity and girl power here? Is it Sydney and Lexi and like the mean girl click? So there was a mean girl click. And then there was uh, Kelsey and Mike and I were, were good friends. They were always Mm -hmm. consoling each other. Yeah, but there was no, like, actual unity. Correct, yeah. And yet, this would take us, like, to a later point where I think at this, at this Women Tell All, all of these girls have been, like, gaslit into being pro-Peter and pro-Bachelor Nation. We saw them go through the experience where Hannah kept, Beast kept showing up. And then Aliyah got to come back and like Peter was being a jerk and like rewarding drama and like pretty much all the girls were about to walk out and they're like, I don't think like, what are we even doing here? This is stupid. He's wasting our time. He's not here for the right reasons. You know, like all the girls were close to quitting Mm -hmm. and now, okay, uh, let's see, Kelsey, who was dramatic and problematic. She made it to the final four. So she gets a pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, None of her bad behavior got dug up. It was all like, go Kelsey, you strong woman. You got your heart broken. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Victoria F ton of problematic behavior. Chris Harrison literally put her, you know, to the ropes for a second to say, did you cause marriages to break up? Well, like, I guess technically no, you could say no to that. I don't have proof. I don't think families want to come forward and get involved in this, but it's like you get a pass too. Yep. Yep. So like not going to worry. We didn't even grill Aliyah. Yeah. And, and and then I swear I saw like Sydney and Kelsey and Victoria all within like the same three minutes, all telling Peter, like, we trust you and we love you. And we know that you're following your heart and that you're doing the right thing. And you taught me so much about myself Mm -hmm. and I'm a better person for having loved you. And like, these are the same women that were just like at each other's throats five minutes ago that on the, the episodes we saw this season were being so fucking mean to yeah. themselves and each other and to Peter. Yeah. Like, don't, you can't retcon this. You can't tell me that it wasn't like I watched this season. Like, yeah, you told me you edited the show and told me who these people were and what they were after. And now what you're showing me is a complete 180 on that. Yeah. And it, it so it, it begs the question, were they forced to do that if they wanted to get on paradise? <laughs> Well, how many girls weren't invited? To Paradise? No, to Women Tell All. That would answer your question. 
Wasn't there someone who didn't go? I don't think Kelly was there. I don't think Natasha yeah, was there. Yeah, Kelly walked out. Natasha, yeah. Like, I might have missed a few others. But my point being that yeah. I, I genuinely think this is the point where it's like, are you going to play ball and mm-hmm. toe the party line yeah. with what ABC and Bachelor Nation want the story to be? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to, like, be a wild card like Kelly and say, nah, this is all crazy. You're all just, like, you all just want Children. fame. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why she didn't get invited. And that's why all these girls are like, oh, Peter's amazing. He was such a good bachelor, and I'm better because I knew him. It's like, no, you you weren't. You want to be on Paradise. You want to be the Bachelorette. Like, you want to... You're playing a game. Yeah, and like from the psychological analysis, as you know, you and I being doctors of brainology and depression, this is that point where uh, another point in the show where you suddenly see who is now brainwashed who's going to play ball and tow the party line. You still have to read 1984. I do, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, I don't know why that triggered to me. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, why you have to tow the party line now mm. if you want to fucking continue your bachelor career. Yeah. And I'm happy that they chose someone older and that they chose someone from many seasons ago who's really no longer involved. You can make the argument that she was on, like, the first two Paradises and The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And, oh, she's been on, oh, and Winter Games. She's been on so much, you know, why are we going to give her another chance? And it's like, ah, you know, I think Winter Games was a throwaway experiment. Mm -hmm. Um, And the others were, you know, five years ago, four years ago. Yeah. It's long enough time. I don't know. When they brought Chris Bukowski out of retirement, he didn't seem any more ready to find true love. (laughs) On on Reddit, uh, he was on there. He commented on something and... uh, someone commented back to Chris because he was talking about Claire and they're like are you going to come back for Claire too? <laughs> and uh, he, he didn't say anything but it was a, it's a that's a good Reddit take. Nice. A little Bukowski. You think we're ever going to get a fresh face as a lead? <sighs> I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? Like someone who wasn't We will tainted. and they're going to be seniors. Yeah, yeah that's what will happen. Um, another side note that I'd like to bring up is whenever anyone says follow your heart mm-hmm. or listen to your heart, there's a, uh, like hippy dippy vegan restaurant, um, near Brittany's house mm-hmm. and, um, it's called follow your heart and I call it follow your fart because it's vegan all like, yeah, makes you vegan food makes you fart. And so it's all I can think about ever when someone says follow your heart in this show. And I'm like, yep, oh. follow your fart. And then they got <laughs> listen to your fart coming up, which I'm really excited for, oh, actually. God. Do we have to? Um, we can discuss off air if we have okay. to. I will be watching it, though. All right. We'll see how it goes. Dude, there were men and women crying. I mean, is it- everyone looks like they get hurt in that tagline of, are they going to be a duo in love or are they going to be a solo oh, act? And like everyone's I crying. I was like, that's an edit that I like. like I like that. We're in music. I'm in music. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the best reality show for me. <sighs> so I guess like Peter's parents were screwing in the car. When they were crashing all those oh, yeah. parties. Oh, the bloopers. That was fun. That was fun. Just like a, a predominantly, you know. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Oh, no. Um, where are these people getting all these friends to watch these shows together? What are you talking about? We're friends. Yeah, I know. We've probably seen a few episodes together. But my point is, is even if we watched all of them together, Wade... We would never amount to an entire house party full of people. 
How many people do you think could really get into a room? I could probably convince my two friends outside of you, uh-huh. my girlfriend, um, and if my mom and Scott drove up. So what is that, like six or seven? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people do you, you think you could scrounge up? I Maybe my wife. Uh-huh. But of like people actually interested, my little brother would come, but he wouldn't be interested. Oh yeah. Wendy would come, but she wouldn't be but, interested. But also look at the demos of these parties. It's mostly like white women in their like mid to late thirties. Sure. Okay. 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 If, if, uh, imagine you work at a place with. So we're just not the demo. Yeah. I don't think so. What? We're, but we have a podcast and we watch it every we're week. The, we're the demo in so much as like we should be dating women who would make us watch it and get sucked into it. But instead it was the other way we're around. We're the other ones sucking <laughs> them into it. Yeah. But also like we don't work at a place with a lot of people. True. Like, True. I'm, I'm sure maybe it's just easier for other people to make friends. This isn't fun. The women's tell all is. It just wasn't fun. <laughs> it was not fun. This is why you're getting all Zachary filler. The parties were fun. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, so they Peter came out. Everyone, we, we yeah, covered it. It's yeah, fine. Everyone apologized it to him matter. and said he's great. He's awesome. And uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. programmed into Bachelor Nation now. And I think he got plastic surgery for his forehead. Oh, for sure. The scar looked way better. Way better. Like not infected. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm glad he they scraped some ass meat to put on his head. Mm-hmm. You know, good for him. Yeah, there's no way when he got back to to Hollywood that they were gonna let him look like that and be the face. Fuck no, the temporary face of Bachelor Nation. He was on his way to having fucking bolts coming out of his neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dude aged ten years. Yeah, I, I love those side by side picture too. comparisons. Me like, too. He looks like a high school kid yeah. in Hannah's season ridiculous okay i guess we can try to like quickly slog through the uh the crux go ahead firstly i just want to say i was really relieved to see that uh the uh, my takeaway from this whole thing was reflected elsewhere on the internet so i don't feel like a miserly crazy jerk yeah so uh yeah they they bring out the one woman of color that they've allowed to be the bachelorette the single one. The only one out of, what, like 20-some seasons? The next closest is Juan Pablo, who was Hispanic and from Miami. That dude's white. But that guy, yeah. <laughs> that guy's like Mike White. Yeah. You know Mike. Big fat guy. Yeah. Truck driver. Drives a truck, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's Mexican. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he just doesn't look it. I mean, this Not is... Not that that matters. Yeah, we're tiptoeing into... Yeah. It's just... <laughs> But, you know, but, but that's the thing. Okay, so there's, like, the whatever, the white beauty standard. So, yeah. like, any ethnic person who looks more yeah. white is going to be friendlier to, like, ABC. That's well, exactly. And so, yeah, then they trot out their single ethnic person, even though they had another. But it wouldn't have worked because he looked, you know, ethnically white. Well, and he wasn't, like, he has a bad rep, too. Like, Juan Pablo yeah, was, got a bad was rep not too. considered nice. So yeah. he, he wouldn't be the face of... Uh... So I guess what, what they do, they took the, this is about online harassment so we all get to kind of revel in reading these horrible comments that have been made about these women and like i i get it and even part of me was like wow i wonder like are we mean on the podcast like are we just being mean or are we trying to have level-headed analysis 
I think there's a huge difference. I think it's the latter, for sure. Yeah, and like these... I have thought if it's the former. These comments are clearly just mean people. And that's that's the internet, folks. Like, mean people can find you. You can block them. You can filter your DMs based on certain words. Like, Mm -hmm. they explained, you know, it, it is possible. But that's like an awful reality of the internet. So what struck me as odd, only woman of color bachelorette is here to read all of these. And for the first little bit, the editors were only cutting to women of color. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're finally going to talk about how Bachelor Nation is really white and that they don't have good representation, particularly with women of color, because mm-hmm. that's what we're showcasing here. That's what we are seeing. And yet they could not bring themselves to say racism or sexism. Mm-hmm. Why? Because ABC are cowards. They don't want to alienate their racist sexist viewers so mm-hmm. they're going to say that it's about online bullying because that's something that old people can just laugh at oh the internet <laughs> online bullying grow a thicker skin when i was your age it's like the perfectly just yeah middle of the road cowardly way to try and address a serious problem and furthermore your season sucked you cast a bunch of fame hungry children edited them to look like psychos let us watch them tear each other apart. And then you have the fucking nerve to say, like, oh, no, it, it wasn't us. It's you. Like, you people are mean. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, there's, like, a small percentage of people out there that are just going to be mean on the Internet. To that, everyone that ex- and anything. That doesn't absolve you of the responsibility for what the show has become. Yes. Okay, so I'm anti-online bullying. Just want to make that really freaking clear. But also, the show is a joke. Yeah. And I mean, they, plus, like, we, dude, we were pushing for Tasha. Oh, yeah. I well, want nothing more than to watch Tasha as the Bachelorette. Why? She would be awesome. She's smart. She's good looking. And yeah, honestly. And yeah. she's divorced and she's old enough to not be a, act like a exactly. child. Exactly. But she's also fun. Like, she was perfect. She was fun. There's no reason that it shouldn't have been her. But uh, to your point, it, the reason is, is because ABC are cowards. And they don't want to have another person of color on there because they've already had one. So, you know, there you go. Rooney rule. Do you know the Rooney rule? Tokenism. Uh, the Rooney rule in the NFL is, is if there's like a head coaching position, you must interview one minority. Hmm. At a minimum. Interview. Yeah. Just so you can say you did. Just so you can say you did. And I'm sure that's exactly what happened here. You know, with Tayshaun, they're like, well, see, I mean, it's like we're giving them a chance. And this whole move by ABC feels like the exact reason why Star Wars fucking sucks, okay. which is your take. I, I didn't know if you were going to get there. I just wanted no, yeah. to, I need, needed to be said. Let's bring it up. Like if you make awful art, if you aren't being responsible in serving your fans and you're just going for like drama or to do something contrarian for the sake of it. Like you don't get to gaslight the fans and tell them that they are wrong. Yes. Okay. A lot of people were unhappy with this season. People dropped out. They turned on Peter. They're like, why are all these young idiots like ruining the show with their drama? Why are they rewarding the drama? What are the editors doing Mm -hmm. behind the scenes to make this season so unenjoyable? Mm -hmm. And then they turn around and they're like, Oh, it's online bullying. You all are mean. And it's like, these have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, these are mutually exclusive. Like, online bullying exists, period, in a vacuum. Like, Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with your show. 
mm-hmm. you're making a bad show. So don't turn around and tell the viewers, well, you guys are being so mean. It's not the show that's bad. It's just that you're so mean. Like, it's both. And it's not a lot of us being mean. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and there's no, like, formal statement or anything. It's just mm-hmm. what we're presented on the show. So I'm allowed to fucking infer yeah. that ABC is trying to do this bait and switch on this whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. You know? I, I also equated it to the Kevin Spacey thing. Yes. It's like, oh, you're like allegedly in trouble for like assault or like all this stuff. And then you come around and say like, okay, but I'm a proud gay man. And I'm, you know, okay, wait, don't deflect. these are different flags. Like yeah. You don't get to yeah. hide behind. And is this not symptomatic of, of the whole level of maturity for The Bachelor? Because mm-hmm. like the girls can't handle criticism without gaslighting or deflecting and apparently abc can't take criticism without gaslighting or deflecting yeah yeah and you know this is a symptom of the internet but Mm. ultimately uh you can choose to not pay attention to it and if you are going to choose to go be in the public eye Mm. people are not going to like you i've been waiting for hate mail we i never get from us yeah I, i i wish we were that famous yeah. You know, um, but like you don't have to pay attention to it. It's everywhere. It's all over the Internet and people suck and we know. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, don't let it bother you. And it is it is what it and is. People are bad. Not, here's my fix. All social media, you have to have your first and last name and like your government issued ID photo. Yeah, it's accountability. Yeah, you know? like there there wouldn't exactly. there wouldn't be trolls threatening people's lives and saying awful racist stuff if exactly. you could say, oh, like, well, that's. I mean, Joe from the corner store. He lives down the street. Like, yeah, his, I know his you. boss is a person of color. This is not going to be good for him. Like, yeah, you know, like, exactly, you could, exactly. Accountability. Yeah. Well. So whatever. Yeah. Hey, that's, you good. That's a mess. I think I'm good. What do you think is the ending? Chris Harrison said that oh, we, f- we will not see this ending coming. So what yeah. what is your honest prediction? That they both walk out. Maddie and Hannah? Sure. Okay, then what? Because then, because, so, because Chris says, not only will we not see it coming, but fucking Peter won't see it coming. Mm. And so I think both of them are going to like walk out, you know, Um, or he's going to want to choose Maddie and Maddie, you know, they're both going to walk out Mm -hmm. and then he's going to go to his parents and be like. You know, they both walked out. I guess, the, you know, what am I going to do? And that's when she's like, go get her for us. Yeah. Who, though? Maddie? Huh? Yeah, Maddie. Ah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, because I think, because so, you see the Hannah Ann edit of, like, I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving. And you're never giving me anything. Mm-hmm. And then she decides to leave, maybe, because he sucks to her. And then Maddie doesn't want to marry him. Because she's having second thoughts about the whole sex thing. Mm. And then he's left with no one. And, you know, maybe Maddie doesn't want to meet the family because for whatever reason. Who cares? But, like, I think that's why Chris says Peter won't see it coming and we won't see it coming. Hmm. Your thoughts. I'm just happy also that it ends next week. Same. I think it's going to blow up and he's not going to get either of them. I heard an interesting theory. Okay. On the internet. You heard about this thing? Yeah. I heard it's a very, very uh, evil place where a lot of bullying happens. Yeah. People, people use it to... What, okay. <laughs> Just going to bail on that little bit. Victoria F. 
Oh, they want Victoria F? No, I think that uh, someone thinks that there's a possibility that she could be the one. To come back? Yeah. I mean, they talked to each other on the couch. It felt a little incomplete. Okay. All right. I'm... why not? They deserve each other. I don't know what the clothes are. Yeah, I mean, everything's possible. Yeah. There are no rules on Nothing the show Nothing like being anymore. Chase Rice's sloppy seconds. <sighs> they both love country music. Yeah. Good tunes. Good tunes. Good show. Chase Rice is the star of this, sh- this season. <laughs> I think he won. Yeah, no, he definitely won. I think he got more than he bargained for with that yeah. one. I, I don't even know. I didn't know Chase Rice mm-hmm. before this. I still haven't checked out his music, but maybe after today I will. I'm just saying, they've had a lot of country stars, and his is the only name that I still remember, remember. today. Yeah. And also, he hooked up with Victoria and did not have to go through The Bachelor. Yeah. Peter had to go through all of that and slice yeah. his head open. and yeah, Good stuff. So, uh, this wasn't a fun episode, but really, no. we're just doing research for Paradise. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait for Paradise. That's the payoff, as we always say here on I Love That Bachelor. Won't that be amazing, though? What? Like, all these children and all the, like, middle-aged men from Claire's season. Oh like, my God. that would be so fun. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. I can't wait. Just intergenerational Paradise. I'm excited for uh, um, Claire's season. Yeah, me too. I'm sure people are still going to be shit, but, like, maybe some Silver Foxes. Yeah. You know, I, I I think that would be good for everyone, an attractive 50-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, where are the George Clooney's? It's also going to be more fun them being closer to our age, or our, I guess like my age specifically, yeah. like mid-30s, if, if that's kind of the average that we can get here. If mid-30s, like, yeah. That'll be more relatable than like 23-year-olds who live at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't relate to these fucking people. Well, you good? I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I love that bachelor. Bye.